Hello, everyone, and welcome to Artifications Podcast. My name is Roland Ramos. I am the producer for Artifications. I am an arts curator, musician, and organizer based out of Brooklyn, New York. And Artifications is a series of documentaries and podcasts designed to make the international art world a little bit more accessible. So if you love to travel, we do the heavy lifting of finding the best each city has to offer by way of culture. If you're an artist, we ask the questions um, you may be wanting to ask yourself before even considering a show there. Artists are dreamers, and here at Artifications, we dream big. So visit us at artifications.us to check out our bank of documentaries, podcasts, and our growing list of hyper-localized artist resource pages. This week's guest is Carrie McKenna. Carrie is a Denver artist who I met over at 40 Arts West when I was investigating a, a bit more on the scene in 40 Arts West. It was a comparison with the River North Arts District, the result of which was a documentary that you can find at artifications.us. Here's a quick Kickstarter update. It's launching on March 9th, goes for 36 days, and we're raising 1500 for an editor for the next three documentaries exploring three distinct areas. And everything is in our show notes. We want to get you on as an associate producer, an executive producer. We just want to produce something beautiful. With your help, we can do that. After the interview, we're going to be launching the first of a 10-part series. This first part is titled, How to Know if Curating is Right for You. This idea came out of a discussion I had with a loved one in a car and going down the Garden District in New Orleans. Please take a moment and check out that documentary at artifications.us as well. It came about like this. You do great lectures. Why don't you make a podcast out of it? And I thought to myself, self... You should probably take some of your own medicine. So I put together this list of 10 things that I could speak about with some kind of authority amassed over past 10, 15 years of working with artists in all kinds of situations from all over the world. I'm really excited to talk about various subjects today, but I want to start properly by introducing Carrie McKenna. Carrie is a talented Denver artist. Her canvas work is highly textured with pronounced color fields creating bold shapes. And we will soon find out that art is only part of her practice. See the original documentary at artifications.us. We're here with Carrie McKenna, and you're coming out of 40 West Arts District in Denver. Now, is that in Denver or outside of Denver? We are in the Denver metro, metropolitan area, but we are technically in the city of Lakewood. Which yes. is just west of Denver. Now, the city of Lakewood, it's, it, that actually works in partnership with a couple other organizations to make 40 West uh, work. In fact, it's 40 West, Lakewood, and this other organization. And, uh, well, I, I know that we can talk about that. That's not actually what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about you as an artist. So thank you so much for joining, you know, us for a couple minutes here. And I for noticed sure. that you, you have a master's degree. Where did you end up going for your master's? I took a master's degree in counseling psychology and art therapy at the Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado. Mm, fascinating. And, uh, has there been much of a call for you to use psychology in your art? There's always a use for psychology everywhere. <laughs> True. 
the more we understand each other, the better that we'll be doing. <laughs> How would you say that manifests in, in your particular art? Now, um, I can see your art, but this is an audio. Uh, there are a lot of bold, boisterous colors, and there's a lot of fields and uh, texture. So, in in this, where is the where does the psychology? Do you feel it it comes out in your art? Well, my background actually includes a lot of study in um, alternative healing. Um, psychology and um, a lot of a wide variety of spiritual traditions, um, mm -hmm. particularly Native American, Celtic, Buddhist. Uh, Naropa is actually a Buddhist university. Mm -hmm. And um, the degree there combined my three loves, which is psychology, art, and spirituality. And so Although I don't specifically use psychology as a specific thing, all of those things come to play in the art that I'm doing and how I'm presenting it. In addition to that, um, I had uh, done for several years, I think about six years, mm -hmm. I led a, an art journaling group, which mm -hmm. was a, it was basically a intuitive arts journaling group where we did um, a meditation and then created a piece of artwork and then did journaling writing about it and then shared in the group about it. So that's technically the only place that I've really used the degree uh, specifically, but um, that's really empowering. I'm, I must say like yeah. that, it, that itself is really empowering. And, and you stop that? <laughs> well, mainly I got too busy in well, my good. art yeah. career, <laughs> which is, you know, a Crazy. fantastic problem to have, please. Yes, <laughs> but no, the 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 ritual of of leading a group of people in that kind of empowering uh, dynamic, I, I think, is really cool. And kudos for that. Well, and I will say that as a uh, so, I just helped start a new uh, cooperative gallery in Denver called Dart Gallery, and there I am the director, a co-director of that with another gal, and one of the things that I definitely use the psychology degree is dealing with the people there. <laughs> yeah. How is that? So, so um, this, this Dart experience, Dart, uh -huh. D-A-R-T? D apostrophe A-R-T. Ah, Dart. So... <laughs> Regarding working with Objet d'Art and also yes. people, uh, what's yeah. been your experience with the startup? Well, was it, it was... Yeah, tell me about it. It was fantastic. Um, we, uh, I just happened to be having an exhibit in this space, and the people who were there were moving out to 40 West. So this is actually in the city of Denver, um, in the Arts District Santa Fe, and... So I was uh, having an exhibit there and I realized that they were leaving and I wondered, so I talked to the building owner about what the plans were there. And so when she said, let's, let's have a new uh, gallery here. And I said, okay, let's do it. And basically we just started up from scratch, got, uh, you know, 18 people together who said, yeah, let's go for it. And we did it. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So. it's funny because your story. I know when we met, uh, you were you had uh, you were a recent addition to the Forty West community. Is that right? Pretty recent. I think we we might have been here a year already by then. That's, that's I still remember. I know that Forty West, you know, is kind of new to the scene as far as like the different disparate art districts of Denver. Yeah, and you ended up 
like, it's just, it's really funny. I want to acknowledge that I met you in 40 West and uh, cause it was like the new, new and you yeah. ended up with a gallery, the old. 18 artists <laughs> yes. in the Santa Fe, which I had, <laughs> you know, and I, that's beautiful. That's art. That's, that's art. It's like, well, it's Denver. And I will say this is a, this is a, a, a specific to Denver kind of situation where we have all of these cooperative galleries. There are at least 10 operating in the Denver metro area. And so it's in the space where DART is, uh, we're the newest. We're just coming up. Uh, we just celebrated a year and a half there. And the oldest shares space there with us, which is 40 years old. They just, last year they celebrated their 40th anniversary the year that we were starting up. Okay, so wait a second. What's the address of it? 900 Santa Fe Drive. So it's right next to the 905 building? Uh, across, uh, 910 Arts That's- is right next to us. Yeah, okay, so... That's they, the studios. Yeah, and the 40th anniversary show was with... Spark Gallery. Yeah, and it was... Uh, and Pirate over here. I so, was there. I saw the show. I saw the yeah. 40th anniversary show. Yeah. yeah. So Pirate is right across from me here in 40 West. I mean, Pirate is right across from here, here in 40 West. And then we opened the brand newest cooperative gallery in Santa Fe Drive right next to the other 40 year celebratory group Spark oh, Gallery. Yeah, okay. Okay, so, beautiful two spaces. separate things in two separate places but kind of the same everywhere I go. <laughs> well, thank you for for being the organizing force uh, or one of the organizing forces behind that. Uh you know, I wanted to just touch upon that infrastructure or e- ecology that that uh we were inferring to uh, if Denver, uh-huh. there are cooperative galleries, uh-huh. and it's great to know that there's so many uh, cooperative galleries in the area. Now, as far as that ecosystem, the the feeder system, the cooperative galleries host the new artists, which move on to private galleries, uh, the museum. Nope, we just keep going. The you know what what kind of happened early on forty years ago was that the um, the commercial galleries couldn't handle and didn't want to handle all of the artists in Denver. For some reason, Denver kind of became a hotbed of of independent artists. And so these two, 40 years ago, these two cooperative galleries, Pirate and Spark started up, mainly because there there wasn't room for them in the commercial galleries. Since then, then all of these others have sprung up, and, and Denver really is a hotbed of cooperative artist galleries doing, basically doing it for themselves. Yeah, and, we love that. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, somebody winds up in a commercial gallery, but basically most people have just continued for 40 years doing this. And it works. The ecosystem works. Yeah. Uh, um, and that, that speaks to the strength of the collective Denver art energy there are so many little districts that are actually you know pretty lauded you know uh, from cherry to santa fe to rhino you know and and i see that each one of them are going through their own individual changes they have mm-hmm. their, their different places of the life cycle now i know we met a 40 west and uh can you tell me about you what, what's been your experience there is it able to accommodate the artists that um that need to find space 
Um, there is never enough affordable studio space in Denver Metro or anywhere else, I think. So the system that I think you were referring to before is the, in Colorado, we have this um, certified creative district program. Mm-hmm. And 40 West is one of them, as well as Santa Fe Arts District. I think Rhino is starting to become one. I don't know if they are yet or not. But all over Colorado, there's these certified creative districts that get, um, once you get certified, you have to be contiguous, meaning you have to be able to walk around in it. You can't, you know, you can't just call a whole city a creative district. You have to be within a certain period of space so that people can get around in it. But the interesting thing, uh, 40 West is coming up on its 10-year anniversary this year. 10 years. Yep. And uh, one of the things that they have done is draw in a lot of the cooperative art galleries that were kind of losing their space in other parts of Denver Metro because rents were going up too high. So 40 West is actually kicking it right now. Thank you, 40 West. Yeah. So we're here uh, as a kind of a separate studio space. We we basically just, uh, four, four of us said, yeah, we'll take a space here and we're just paying, you know, we're here kind of as our own little cooperative, although we're all just individual businesses. How about for open Sherry. galleries at 40 West? Uh, how do you, how do you operate for that? Say that again. When 40 West has their open galleries, mm-hmm. um, how often does it happen? Monthly or six weeks or whatever? Yeah, we, what do, you, in do, you, Denver, do you open up? In Denver, we have first Fridays all year, uh, winter, summer, whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we personally, um, my studio gallery space is closed because we don't have enough room to accommodate COVID restrictions. But all of the other galleries are open for uh, first Fridays currently. Oh, that's good to know. I, COVID has affected every aspect of life. Uh, as far as the arts, you know, you're taking some bold steps right now. How much has COVID actually played into uh, your plans? Well, here's the super crazy thing. Pretty much all the arts and artists in Denver, except for the performing arts, um, have been doing really, really well during this time. And I think it's partly, there's there's several contributing factors. One is people aren't spending money on travel or going out or going to concerts or whatever else they would normally do. And they've been buying art. Mm-hmm. Um, another piece of that is people are redecorating their houses because they got nothing else to do. And so they're buying art. <laughs> so it's been a, kind of a crazy phenomenon since last probably summer that, most places are saying that art sales are up Hallelujah. over the last year, over the over 2019. Now, what about on the <laughs> physical space? The physical spaces there. How has uh, how has COVID uh, affected uh, trafficking into openings and such like that? Well, you know, it's slow, but I think it's good good because people are there really to look at the art you know it's not sometimes it can be kind of just a party you know a thing to go do but the people who are coming around are are really coming to look at the art instead of just go out and do have something to do so i think that that actually is a positive difference so it's fewer people but the people who are coming really want to be there 
That's good. Yeah, it's. I know that Santa Fe on uh, First Fridays is notorious for like you know, it's serious partying. Yeah. You know, and that, and well, which has not been happening at all. Like we aren't having mm-hmm. First Friday on Santa Fe Drive at all since COVID started. So I'm not sure when that will open mm-hmm. up again. So that means it gives other areas a little bit of a foot up in terms of uh, getting foot traffic. But well, it must it, also, de- like, it must affect the Santa Fe sales or something in some way. No. no. Here's, this is the crazy part. I'm telling you, everywhere across the arts, the, the visual arts, sales are up over 2019. And, you know, not for every individual artist, but in general, um, down on Santa Fe, even though we're not having First Fridays, the people who are coming around really want to come around, look at the art, are buying the art. So it's it really hasn't affected a thing. Are First Fridays still active in other uh, creative districts? Well, I don't know about... I don't think so. I think, uh, kind of I think the it's first mostly Fridays. here. Well, I, I don't think other... I, you know, I actually don't really know because I'm not around those other places, but I'm pretty sure that 40 West is one of the ones that's actually having more activity oh, good. Well, than yeah. others. Well, Denver has a lot of space. And so yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy to hear that the space that is Denver can accommodate the arts community at this time. Yeah. You know, and uh, where does where does your art live online, actually? Where does my art live online? Yes. Well, I have, of course, Facebook and Instagram, and I have a website, um, artscarriemckenna.com. How do you spell uh, the Carrie McKenna? It's C-A-R-R-I-E-M-A, capital (laughs) K-E-N-N-A. Thank you so much. (laughs) Okay, Carrie, thank you so much for your time, and uh, I hope you have a great rest of uh, 2021. Guarantee it's going to be to the moon from here, hopefully. To the moon. Yeah, it better be. (laughs) Thanks for sharing your art and some time. Take care. Thank you so much. I remember being on a bus in downtown Denver, going through some bad neighborhoods. I could definitely do with some economic recovery. And then, bam, coming up on 40 West area uh, from the bus stop. And you could tell because all of a sudden it's like things are colorful and, you know, arty again. Very interesting. And I just want to take a moment to once again just recognize how fundamental art is to the revitalization of any local area. Um, Once again, Carrie McKenna, thank you very much. I'm introducing this next section as deciding if curating is right for you. Uh, My story as a curator is I I fell into it. I was filling a need. Uh, There were just all the artists had left due to gentrification. Not all of them, but a large percentage of them. So there were hardly any galleries in town. I mean, like maybe one or two. So I took it upon myself to create a gallery out of my space uh, in my apartment. Basically just doing away with the furniture and just converting it into a gallery space for most of the time. I remember my first artist was a guy called Hyphen One, um, awesome artist, and I remember the, the conversation distinctly. It was like, he dropped off his pieces, and he's like, yo, these are my babies, bro. Take care of my babies. And that commitment I made then, I found in every commitment that I made with an artist since then, because that's basically the relationship between a living artist and a curator is we in charge of their babies. What is curating? 
Curating is selecting, organizing, and presenting any kind of information, source material, anything, basically. But it is typically done so using professional or expert knowledge. The first step in creating a cohesive exhibition is to ask a philosophical question. In the answering of that question, the art is the answer. Nowadays, everyone's a curator. You have curated playlists. You have curated food courses or band lineups at festivals. Yes, these all require specific professional and expert knowledge of the field. While there are different kinds of curators, there are different kinds of experts and professions behind these ideas. We're going to keep it to collections like museums and libraries and archives. That requires a very specific uh, expertise and knowledge to put these uh, tomes or ideas together. Taking it even further to be a fine artist is that we help to interpret the experience of the patron. So depending on the situation, the curator is usually in charge of other aspects, including budgeting, staffing, inventory, research, uh, publications, you know, so the toolbox that a curator for fine art must have needs to be deep and varied. And, you know, depending on what you're trying to accomplish, you're going to have to become uh, knowledgeable in different fields that are outside your strength necessarily. At this point in time, I'm going to talk about why is curating important to me. When I was starting out, I was coined the term of a community curator. That means I worked with artists that I knew and artists that I liked. As exhibitions got more nuanced and they grew, my role as a curator became more defined. It wasn't necessarily what pretty pictures that I liked best, but what pretty pictures um, supported the strength of my curatorial vision. Because vision is the biggest tool a curator can have. It would be all style and no substance without vision. So tying the vision with the curatorial goals, what, you, what you're trying to say, this all comes to bear as a curator that you have something important to say and these pieces support them in an organized fashion. As a curator, you line up the experiences or the pieces of art in succession for the patron to examine them in a certain order. The order is flushed out by whichever way you like, or there can be no order. It's, that's the power of the role of the curator, but it's also important to walk through it yourself, and it has to make sense to the curator before it can make sense to anyone else because there's a lot of work that goes into an exhibition. There's a lot of holding on to these people's babies, their art. There's roles and responsibilities. There's dates of pick up and drop off. There's all the details on how to set up the art before you even get to it. Wall preparation. That's before you even started any of the marketing that you know should have been planned months ago. Because at the end of the experience, after all the hanging is done and the show is opened, you have to imagine yourself there. Have you fulfilled a vision? Because only by asking these questions and envisioning yourself on the other side of all of it can you really answer the question, is curating right for you? Essentially, the best help that I can give an art curator right now is to tell them to imagine the exhibition from the end. Once again, thank you to our guest, Carrie McKenna, 
This has been Artifications, where we make the art world just a little smaller. Recorded in Brooklyn, New York, the music was by Roland Ramos and James Rasmussen. Follow us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, Patreon, and you can find links to everything and everyone in our show notes. Thank you for spending some time, and keep creating.